It is Mother's Day, and it is a great, great day. If you're sitting here and you didn't know it's Mother's Day, take a note. You all got a mom, you know, you got someone to give some love to. So, you know, by the end of the day, uh, send your mom some love. It's Mother's Day, and, um, you know, uh, we're going to take most of the time here to celebrate moms, but I just want to encourage ladies across the board, because <clears throat> I know different ones of us here maybe are not married, different ones of us here have wanted to have a child and haven't been able to for whatever reason, but we believe whether you are a, a mother in the natural or not, whether you have actual kids or not, that each and every one of you ladies is powerful and anointed by God and called to do great things. That doesn't just start when you become a mother. And so I just want to encourage, encourage ladies here for a minute. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, ladies, when, when, when I look at the creation story, uh, both in Scripture and I want to look at just God's created earth around us, I see... Um, that God created male and female to labor together, not just in marriage, uh, but just to labor side by side, powerfully and anointed together uh, to labor together for God's purposes. Um, when men are called, when men are who they're called to be and women are who they're called to be and we walk side by side, is powerful. It's an illustration, if you can put that picture up, I was thinking of just in nature, uh, I love that picture of a male lion and a female lion side by side. Both of those lions could probably rip your head off. They're both powerful, but they're unique. They're different. They're, they're both beautiful in their own way, and together, there's a strength. Together, there's a strength to not only raise a tribe. Together, there's a strength uh, that, that wouldn't be by itself. I love that picture because... Uh, that, that picture is too different, but equally powerful, equally strong, you know? And for men and women, equally powerful and strong and anointed. And I believe, you know, men and women are created differently, but they're meant to labor side by side. Equally powerfully, equally strong, equally anointed and called by the living God. And so just to uh, encourage our hearts today, I want to look, uh, as we began, at just kind of buzz through a few different ladies in Scripture, women that God has used mightily in Scripture, and just look at some of the many traits that we see in them. We have Hannah, the faith-filled intercessor. Hannah prayed when Israel was in a dark place. And God not only answered that prayer and gave her a child, but Hannah's prayer for her son Samuel literally led to revival in the nation of Israel. And also when you think of the lineage of Samuel raising up David and then Jesus coming from the lineage of David and the promises of David, literally Hannah's faith in prayers not only shaped a nation, Hannah's prayers literally shaped salvation across the world. Obviously, it was in God's plan for salvation already, but God used Hannah. God used a lady to help usher in his kingdom, not just for a nation, but for the world. That's amazing. That's amazing. Many of us are here today. I know I am here today because of the prayers of a grandmother or a mother or someone that, that carried you in her heart along the way. How about Deborah, the leader? 
Deborah, the faith-filled fire leader. God anointed Deborah also in a difficult time of Israel's past. God raised up a Deborah, almost actually a government leader, to lead when a nation was in a time of need. She led with boldness. She led with faith. She led with courage. She led decisively. Uh, we can learn from Deborah, the leader. I love that. How about Mary, the mother of Jesus? Mary, we see a nurturer and a mother. I love it said when, when those promises spoken about Jesus, that she took those words and treasured those words in her heart. She, I just, she nurtured the promises for her son. Now, given her son was God himself, but she came and she nurtured the promises of God for her son. She carried them in her heart. She kept them. She fought for them. And, of course, she did something amazing. That she raised God in the flesh. Can you imagine that? But we see a nurturing, loving care in Mary. <clears throat> Amazing that God would entrust himself to a human being, to a mother. I love that. I know when I think of my life, it wasn't just spiritual fathers that shaped me. Just as powerful in many ways, I could give you a long list of them, it was spiritual mothers. It was spiritual big sisters. It was, it, was, it, was, it was ladies alongside me as well who spoke into my life, who encouraged me, who cared for me, who also walked alongside me. I could tell you numerous significant conversations uh, where, where a, a mother or a big sister came in and just called forth what God was doing in my life or comforted or cared for me the time I needed. I would say that was hugely significant for me in understanding the love and the care of God along my journey, and it set me free. Mary, the mother of Jesus, nurturer and mother. How about Esther, the courageous influencer? Esther, the courageous influencer. Esther showed prudence and leadership and literally risked her life to save a nation. I love that. God placed her for such a time as that in a key spot. Maybe some should have thought it should have been, you know, some, some the man who's a leading Israel. No, God placed Esther for such a time as that to save a nation. Her faith was so large, she was willing to risk her life for it because she trusted her God. A nation was saved because of that. And I believe God is raising up ladies for such a time as this in this room, wherever you are, to be courageous influencers in this world. Whether that is in the workplace or government, in the church or whatever, God is raising up many of you ladies. God is raising up a generation of ladies to be courageous influencers. How about Mary Magdalene, a friend of Jesus? Now, Mary had a broken past. Said that when Jesus ministered her, seven demons were driven out. Uh, but in the end... She was one of Jesus' closest friends. In fact, when Peter and some of the apostles fled, she and a few ladies were there until the end at the cross. She was one of Jesus' closest confidants and friends. She, God took her from a broken place into intimate friendship. So often along the way, I've not only admired men who've walked deeply with God, but I've really learned how to walk deeply with God from many women along the way. For whatever reason, you know, God has just often given a grace to ladies to go deeper, faster with God. I'm not trying to make some blanket statement, but I've just, I've just learned from so many ladies who walk in deep intimacy and revelation with, <clears throat> with God. And uh, 
thankful for that. Thankful for that. And not only that, and just when we think of Mary's story, you know, we live in a culture where if, if, if certain sins that men do are almost kind of applauded or you kind of get some stripes if you're a man, you have those sins, but the same sins with ladies uh, are shameful and, 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 and cause you to be dirty. But we live in a kingdom, in Jesus' kingdom, where we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God, but, but, but Jesus came to cleanse and to make righteous. No matter what has been done to us, or what has been done to some of you ladies, I'm, I'm sorry about different things in the past. No matter what is done, we have a Savior that cleanses. And not only cleanses to make clean, he cleanses and brings us close and into his purpose. That nothing that we've done or has been done to us in the past is more powerful than the work of Jesus. And you see that in Mary Magdalene. From someone who the religious people at the time would say is dirty and filthy, to one of Jesus' closest friends. I could say so many more ladies throughout scripture. We've seen the New Testament, so many ladies' names right in the middle of the church planting movement that was the early church. There were ladies right alongside the men involved in the work of church planting and encouraging and building up the body of Christ. I love that. <coughs> and not only there, when I think of just many ways God has moved and shown himself to ladies or uh, moved through ladies throughout scripture, two other things kind of on. Number one, uh, really maybe possibly one of the first revivals we see in the New Testament came through a lady, the woman at the well. Jesus met her there. God, God began to transform her heart, and she went and told a city and the city, like the whole city was believing so much that Jesus had to stay there and minister to them because God through her caused an uproar because so many people started to believe. I love that. Not only that, who did Jesus first reveal himself to when he was resurrected? It wasn't Peter. It was a lady. I love that. I love it, I love it. So I wanna say, ladies in our midst, we see you, we appreciate you. When it talks about mothering throughout the scripture, yes, there is mothering of actual kids, but almost as much as anything else, when it talks about mothering in the scripture, it's also spiritual. That God would anoint different people, different ladies to, to invest in others or to be a pillar for others, and it would literally bless nations. So I want to say your call is not just dependent upon you having kids or not but that each and every one of you ladies are called and anointed with a purpose to impact the world. And I believe that God has called each and every one of you into different powerful places of impact, including spiritual mothering. I want to invite my wife up here to kind of bring one of the peace. Isn't this lady awesome? Happy Mother's Day. Love you. All right. I'm ready to like put my superhero outfit on and take on Thanos. 50% of the people understood what I was talking about. So. <laughs> um, so something the Lord has been speaking uh, to me lately, I've been meditating on, is this passage in Proverbs. And I just wanted to share a little bit today for all the ladies um, in the room, uh, just quickly. Uh, Proverbs 14.1, the first portion of it says, the wise woman builds her house. And as I've been thinking about this so much lately, I, I do want to say, like, it doesn't just say there the, the wise mother builds her house. It says the wise woman. And I really feel like the Lord has been speaking to me about 
what he's put in uh, women. And um, I just wanted to share that uh, we are all anointed to build. And I think that's what this scripture is speaking to, that women have been given something by God to build a house. And um, no matter what season of life you're in, uh, you're an image bearer of God and destined um, to uniquely build a place of strength, refuge, and destiny. And often we think of a home, you know, we think of kids and a husband and a wife, but there is so much more um, that that God wants to speak, I think, through this. And um, what are we building when we're talking about a house? Um, really, we're talking about culture. We're talking about um, nurture. We're talking about a place where someone can come and be cared for, where uh, courage can be breathed into people's life, where there's someone who believes in another person and calls them up and out, a place of protection, a place where you're given the things you need uh, to live life. And I believe that women um, can do that in any season of life that you're in, whether you're in college, whether you're working, you're single, um, you're married, you're a wife without kids or with kids. There is a beautiful fierceness that, that God has put in to women to build something of strength. And um, I know I've seen this all throughout, like really, I think probably 20s and, you know, now I'm into my 30s, watching women believe in other women, whether you're single or whatever, just li maybe living life with people, breathing courage into them, calling them up out into who they are called to be, um, being a place of safety when people are having a hard time, um, that really bring, being a safe house for people, um, sometimes even in the workplace where women have um, been reached out to other women in the workplace and given them a space to be real and be authentic and bring Jesus into that place. Um, and so whether it's discipleship or um, you have roommates that you're living with, I really just wanted to share and encourage today that God has called you to be a builder. Um, and whatever he's put in your heart, you've been given something inside of you when he breathed um, into you, you know, in your mother's womb, something beautiful um, to build um, whatever season that you're in. And often, if you will, take him up on that and say yes to him in a season and step out in faith and see what's inside of you, he will often bring out fruit that will then you will see into the next season that he will use, maybe even in motherhood, if that's in your future um, or just whatever he's wanting um, to do for your calling. And so um, I just wanted to share that today. And Mark just wanted me to pray over all the ladies. Come on. All right. Jesus, thank you for um, every woman in this church uh, today. And I thank you, God, that you have a calling and a plan and a purpose for their life. And I thank you that no matter where they are, what stage of life that they're in, God, you've put things inside of them um, that are uh, to build, to build something beautiful, to build something that you've called them to build, to build things of the kingdom um, right now. <laughs> and I ask, Father God, that you would just uh, bring to life dreams and passions um, in people's hearts. I pray that you would anoint them today. You would fill them with your spirit um, to take the next step forward of saying yes today and building, God, what you've called them to build. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, babe. Women, we need you. Sometimes we think uh, men don't need women, but women need men. That's absolutely not true. Women, we need you. We need you to be who you're called to be. We need you to be all that God has called you to be. We need you to be the anointed, amazing, beautiful, courageous people that God has called you to be. We're not going to be the church without that. We're not going to see all of Jesus without that. We're not going to have all of God's heart 
without that. I want to say we need you, and our heart is to absolutely celebrate and make a way for you. <clears throat> well, um, when I think about mothers uh, in this room, I know many of you, and so many of you embody, when I shared the different ladies throughout Scripture, so many of you embody so many of those traits, uh, and really, we have an amazing uh, room of, of mothers in this place. I'm, I'm, I'm literally honored to stand here, uh, but I also know that life is crazy, and where you feel like you fall short from, from your desire to be certain ones of those things, or look like Jesus, or whatever, we understand. Life is full. Life is crazy, and for those of you who look at moms who walk in here from time to time, kind of like, they look a little tired, or like, why they look so, like, crazy right now, or do you pray, you know? There is good reason why there's some, uh, you know, a little chaos, the fact that, that you're here, amazing. I wanted to kind of use a little illustration to just kind of illustrate, uh, to, to illustrate all the expectations that a mother juggles and kind of help the rest of us kind of understand a little bit more, especially those of us men who can be a little thick-headed like me. So uh, to illustrate, I want to take Jason Foggy out here, because <laughs> <coughs> strapping man right here. So Jason, you know, uh, single guy, loves Jesus, and Jason... <coughs> Jason's going to step into a mother's world for a minute. Uh, so, Jason, get you some fresh hair. <laughs> now, now, that's a good look, but you might need to work on that a little bit. So, but, but actually, there's a few other things going on in your life as well. So, uh, if we can, okay, you got a few things you got to carry, you know. And, uh, wait, you have a kid. Hi, Eden. So, you know, a few things juggling, but there's also, there's some laundry that's stacked up. Jason. If you could, uh, wait, and you're coaching a team. You're actually coaching the other kids' teams later, so if you could kind of remember, you know, some of what you're doing as you lead the team. Uh, and you actually have some work deadlines going on as well. You got a few work deadlines. <laughs> Remember, your phone's blown up, you know. Uh, you got a few work deadlines, some files going on right there. Um, and by the way, let's spend some time with Jesus, man. You know, so make sure you're getting some good time with the Lord. Be a woman of the word, you know. Oh, you know, you should probably pick up some books on mothering as well, just to kind of make sure you're keeping fresh. And, you know, kind of sharpen up on being a wife as well. Why don't you just bring it out, you know? Uh, and, okay, there's actually eggs cooking right now as well. So, and uh, well, I think one of the other kids wants to play as well. Uh, and also, you know, I know you're going to keep in shape as well. A few things going on, but, you know, keep in shape as well. And uh, how you doing? Great, great. Hey, why are you so tired? Why, uh, you know, what's going on? I'm trying to get by. Hey, come on. You're amazing. Thanks, Jason. Your mothers are amazing. 
<clears throat> to all of you mothers who are juggling a career and juggling a, being a parent and a spouse and loving Jesus and sharpening up in different areas of life, I want to say, way to go. Way to go. That's just a small taste of, of, of the things you do. Nevertheless, the expectations that other people put on you and that I know you feel from time to time, I want to say, moms, well done. I know it can be tiring from time to time, and today we want to encourage you and lift your arms. I want to kind of spend a short time looking at a story in Exodus kind of to, to, to help us with that today. Exodus 17, just going to spend a short time here. This is the story of Moses and the Amalekites, and they're fighting the Amalekites, and uh, we're going to kind of dive in, and I'll explain it here as we do that. Exodus chapter 17, starting in verse 8. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I'll stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told them and fought with Amalek. Well, Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. Now, whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. Whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua, who was kind of leading out fighting the battle for Israel, and Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. I'm going to pause there. You know, um, they just kind of in context, they're fighting, they're fighting the people of Amalek. And uh, so God calls Moses back, and whenever Moses' arms are up in prayer, the people of God are, are winning. Whenever Moses' arms are, are down, as he got weary, if you ever try and hold your arms up for a long time, you get a little tired. And, um, you know, so obviously it's a great illustration for us on prayer. It's a great illustration for how we fight our spiritual battles. But I want to kind of step back and look at it in a, in a broader context to the battles of life that we all face, as well as the battles of life that, that mothers face. Mothers, I know that life can feel like a battle. I know that as a parent myself, life can feel like an ongoing battle that we are fighting. <clears throat> But there is just a God-given grace for mothers, I've seen, to have strength and endurance. When I look at culture today, when many have run, especially when many men at times have run uh, from, from embracing uh, the role of, of, of parenting, I've seen mothers stand in the gap. I've seen mothers keep their arms lifted. We've seen mothers uh, stay in that place and care and love and nurture and, and, and lead their kids as needed. You know, when people honor and thank where they came from, who they often thanks first is often their mother. They often stop and thank their mother. They realize that they wouldn't even be there without their mother. Hallmark Cards did a thing years ago where they gave cards to people in prison so they could write their parents. So they did it on Mother's Day. 95% of people in prison took a card to write to their mother to thank them. They kind of did the same when it came around to Father's Day. Only 18% came and thanked their fathers. Mothers, you have carried the day 
in many ways. And we want to say thank you for your love. We want to say thank you for your sacrifice and your strength in the midst of life's battles is literally God-given. Thank you for the strength. You know, mothers also have a way of seeing good in us when others don't, you know? You ever hear that? I know I heard it growing up. My mom said, oh, Mark's a good kid. I really wasn't that great at that time. <laughs> it really wasn't all that she made it crack up to be. Mothers have an ability to see the best in others, have an ability to see the best and call out the best in their kids and nurture and care and lead and guide and direct what they see in their child. Yes, my dad called things out of me, and that was needed, but also my mother called things forth in me in its own way, and that was needed as well. Things were nurtured, developed, and cared for me because my mother saw and believed in me. I know, you know, regardless of the strength and, and the optimism and, and faith that mothers have, we all get tired, including and especially mothers. And when we look at this story, it said that um, back in, in uh, starting in verse 10, I'm sorry, it said in verse 11 that whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed, and whether he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, right? So we all grow weary. Mothers, I know that many of you feel weary at times. And I love what they did here. It said that they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands. You can see that picture of, of, of people coming around Moses and, and his hands being held up, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady. So two things just want to encourage us all in as we are celebrating and making a way for the moms in our lives, whether you are a husband, whether you are a son or daughter, whether you are single, whatever, we want today and going after today to be a time and a place, we want to be people that celebrate and make a way for our mothers and honor them. Just a couple things of, of how we can honor and encourage our tired mothers who are tired at times. Number one, the role of encouragement is so central. So I want to say, first of all, to all you mothers here, you're appreciated. We appreciate you. I know you're doing things that feel at times behind the scenes, or maybe it's not behind the scenes, but we know that at times it can feel lonely. At times it can feel tiring. At times it can feel never-ending. I want to say we see you. We appreciate you. We wouldn't even be here without you. Literally, none of us would be in this room without a mom, right? We see you. You are appreciated today. I want to stop and just literally give our moms a clap. You're appreciated, moms. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me sent my own mom a text this morning. Uh, you know, now that I have three kids, I was like, a little like, mom, I had no idea all you were doing. And I understand it every year more and more, and I'm more grateful every year more and more. Thank you, Mom. I had no idea. Moms, we appreciate you. But, um, you know, I want to invite us to be encouragers of the moms in our lives. So you may be here, you know, and be like, okay, I'm not a mother, or I'm not, you know, whatever. What is this sermon? 
Now, all of us have a role as a church, as spouses, as sons and daughters, as friends to be encouragers. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. <clears throat> now listen, mothers have many expectations and responsibilities placed on them. And if you're around a mother, or even if you're not, I want to invite us to realize that we can either build up or tear down the mothers in our lives. We can either build up or tear down the mothers who are working so hard in all different ways in our lives. And I know that like us husbands or like the rest of us, mothers are imperfect. So at times, maybe you're a spouse or a friend and the temptation is there to be critical. Something wasn't done as you want it to be or she's not the person you wanted her to be or whatever. But here's the deal. We encourage people into their destiny, not criticize people in their destiny. People are encouraged into their God-given destiny, not criticized into it. So as a husband, I often have to look to myself first. If I want my wife to be that woman, you know, in scripture or whatever that is, you know, like impossible to be when you read, like especially Proverbs 31, I'm like, that's just discouraging. And looking at that, I'm like, how, how could anyone do all that, you know? Am I a Proverbs 31 kind of husband, you know? And am I using those words to build up my wife and call her into her God-given destiny? I love Hebrews chapter three, verse 13. It says, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. <clears throat> I love that. Encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. Well, what day is it? It's today. What will tomorrow be? It's kind of tricky. I know. <laughs> tomorrow will be today when we're there, right? The next day when we're there is going to be today when we're there, right? So every day is today, which means every day is a day of encouragement. Every day is a day of building others up. <clears throat> Every day uh, is a day where we carry the loads and step in with both our sacrificial actions but also our words. So today, whether you are a husband or whether you are a friend or whether you are a son or daughter or whether your mom isn't around anymore and you don't have a close mom, find a mom encourage her. Find a mom. Call out the good. Call out and affirm the hard work you see. Let's build them up into all that God has called them to be. And I want to encourage uh, us communities of people walking out together. Continue this in our life groups. Continue this in your ladies groups. Continue this as we go together. But secondly, we not only see uh, Aaron and her surrounding mothers, we all need that. Mothers, if you don't feel like you have, uh, you know, a couple people behind you holding up your arms at time, we'd love to help you find that community here. But also, they put a rock under Moses for him to sit on. And let you see this picture of, of Moses sitting down here and his arms being lifted up. Before he was standing up trying to do it himself, and you see this picture of him sitting down and, and, and two people up holding his arms. And mothers, I know that it can feel like you need to hold it all together. I felt that in my own life, 
and at times I feel like I don't do as much as, as many of you guys. I know it can feel like if I'm not on top of this thing or not on top of that thing, whether it is in your, maybe your career or maybe it's in something with the house or maybe it's with something with the kids or, 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 or how you're raising a kid or a kid feels behind or, or you feel like, man, you're not kind of the woman of prayer or whatever that you want to be, I, I know you can feel like you need to hold it together. But I got good news for all of us, including you mothers, there's one that's holding it all together, and it's not you. Colossians 1.17 says this, and he is before all things, and in him all things are held together. He is before all things, and in him all things are held together. Now, that's a good word for all of us. Some of you need that encouragement today. He's got you. But I want to encourage us moms, they are working so hard to keep things together and to keep kids and get them in the right place at the right time or working in your job or all that you're doing. <clears throat> I want to invite you that he is holding your kids together. He's holding your home together. He's holding your work deadlines together. He's holding the finances together. He's holding the future of your kids together where it feels like you're behind or it feels like you want to compare to other ladies or it feels like he is holding you together. He's called you for such a time as this. His hand is upon you. He's called your kids. He knows the plans and purposes he has. And he who began a good work in you will see it through the completion. He's holding it together. There's one that is bigger. And not only that, I want to invite, and remind you, he loves you. Seems so simple. All of us, it's a word for all of us that need to be reminded, but, but you're not what you output. You're not your strengths or your weaknesses. You're not your Enneagram. You know, you're not what you do or get done in a day or how efficient you are as you juggle all the responsibilities. You're a child of God. And I want to remind you of your own love, the mother's own love, and the parent's own love for their child. That's just a fraction of how our God feels about you. You don't love your kids because they have it together. You don't love your kids because they're the most gifted or the most talented or the most productive or they have a certain personality type or whatever. You love your kids because they're made in, in your image. <laughs> they look like you. You had them. You gave birth to them. You love them. You do anything for them. How much more does God love you apart from what you do? You're his. You're loved. You're seen. So moms, we want to encourage you today. We're for you. We love you. And my prayer as a pastor is that we are a church family, not only encouraging you, caring for you, equipping you along the way, but also making a way for all God has called you to be both in the home and outside of the home. But for the rest of us, I wanna invite us to, to step in, to not only be encouragers to your mother today, but be encouragers to be builder-uppers from here forward, both of the mothers and beyond. Let's stand as we end. we're praying for a lot of people here today. But if you're a mom, I want to invite you to put your hands up. I want to just pray for you real quickly before we respond. Just put your hands up so we can all see you. If you're around them, just put a hand on their shoulder. Uh, let's pray. I want to pray for them, okay? 
surround these mighty women of God. If God impresses a scripture or a word upon your heart, go for it. We wanna, we wanna surround these ladies in the spirit today. Let's go for it, pray for them. Father, thank you. <coughs> thank you, Father, for these ladies. And we pray, Father, that their arms would feel lifted today by people around them. And God, we pray even more that they would feel you under them, upholding them. Just as Moses sat on the rock, we pray that they would feel you lifting them up, holding them up. And Father, we pray for strength. We pray for courage. We pray for wisdom. We pray for your filling of your spirit to be upon them today. To not only mother the children, whether they are young or old, but also to be the women of impact you've called them to be. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for these beautiful women. God, fill them up today. Encourage them. Thank you, Lord.